In case you're right up to date on your cosmology mysteries, I'm going to give you the quick answer right now. Filaments of oxygen gas at a million degrees Celsius in intergalactic space. Boom, you're welcome. Answer starts at 00, 0,05. For everyone else who likes context with their groundbreaking scientific discoveries, let's get into it. Astronomers have finally solved one of the outstanding mysteries in cosmology. Forget about all the dark matter and dark energy. Where's all the missing regular mass in the universe? This has been called the missing baryon problem. Astronomers have been chipping away at the problem, finding missing matter in the vast gulfs between galaxies, and in the last few months, a team of astronomers have finally found the outstanding missing mass. What we don't know about the universe could fill a universe. For example, if you take all the matter, energy, everything, and add it up to 100%, more than half, 68.3%, is dark energy, a mysterious force that's accelerating the expansion of the universe. Of the remaining portion, about 26.8% of that is dark matter. Astronomers think that it's some kind of particle that doesn't emit radiation of any kind and doesn't interact with regular matter in any way. So if you're doing the math, that leaves you with 4.9% of regular mass. You know, stars, planets, gas, dust, cats, smartphones, breads, protons, neutrons, stuff, things, what scientists call baryonic matter. But here's the thing. Until the last few years, astronomers had no idea what this baryonic matter was. When you add up all the mass of all those galaxies and their stars and cats, you only end up with 10% of the mass that's out there. Now before we get into the discovery, I'd like to talk about how astronomers knew this mass was missing in the first place. See, I warned you, this is going to take a while. The answer, of course, comes from the cosmic microwave background radiation. This is the diffuse background radiation that we can see in all directions. It was a time, about 380,000 years after the Big Bang, when the entire universe had cooled off to the point that light was finally able to escape and travel through space. What started out as a dull red visible light got stretched out or redshifted by the expansion of the universe so that we see this radiation in the microwave spectrum now. Although this background is about the same temperature in all directions, there are tiny variations, fractions of a degree difference. NASA's Wilkinson Microwave Anisotropy Probe and later the European Space Agency's Planck mission have mapped the entire sky with incredible precision. And by doing so, have provided astronomers with a way to calculate many of the universe's properties. And one of these is the total number of protons and neutrons that should be present in the observable universe. If there were more or less, then you would see different temperature variations in the background temperature of the universe. The shape, size, and movements of galaxies would be different. You would see different amounts of hydrogen and helium compared to lithium, beryllium, and other elements. That number, by the way, is 1 times 10 to the power of 80. That's a 1 followed by 80 zeros. On average, across the entire universe, there's one proton for every 4 cubic meters of space. Just for comparison, there are 5 times 10 to the 21 atoms in a drop of water. So just in case you weren't aware, we live in a very dense part of the universe. Once astronomers were able to calculate this number, they could then compare the amount of mass in the universe that they could see with the amount that should be out there. 
And the most obvious mass that we can see are the vast galaxies and galaxy clusters strewn across the observable universe. So how do you measure the mass of a galaxy, you might ask? Astronomers have several techniques which they can use to check and double check. They measure the speed that the galaxies are turning and use that to calculate the mass of the galaxy. Now, imagine the Sun quadrupled in mass. The Earth would need to double its orbital velocity to stay in orbit at the same place. The Sun is orbiting the Milky Way at a speed of 225 kilometers per second, which, by the way, is 29 times faster than the International Space Station is hurtling around the Earth. If the Milky Way were more massive, the Sun's orbital velocity would need to speed up to stay in orbit. Another technique that astronomers use is gravitational lensing. This is where the gravity of a galaxy cluster can distort the light from more distant galaxy clusters. By measuring the amount the light is distorted, they can calculate the amount of mass in the cluster. The point is, astronomers had done the math and had determined the following amounts of matter in the universe. And remember, these are fractions of the roughly 5% regular stuff, not that 95% dark matter, dark energy. 7% is stars and galaxies. 1.8% cold gas and galaxies. 5% is hot gas and galaxies. 4% is hot gas and galaxy clusters. And that still left about 83% of baryonic matter as mystery mass. Astronomers have chipped away at those remaining amounts and in the last few months have been able to account for another 28% as cool intergalactic gas. And the theory is that the remaining half of the missing baryonic matter had to be some kind of heated gas hiding in the vast voids between galaxies. The technical term was WIM, or Warm Hot Intergalactic Medium. In 2017, a team of astronomers announced that they'd found some of this WIM. They overlaid the cosmic microwave background radiation with a three-dimensional map of the universe created using the Sloan Digital Sky Survey. And within this, they found the telltale signature of scattered radiation that had passed through the warm-hot intergalactic medium. And this accounted for some, but not all, of the missing matter. And now, finally, it's time to talk about this brand new discovery, the one that fills in the final missing piece, and I'll get to that in a second. But first, I'd like to thank Viktor Georgiev, Shane Quinlan, Abram Lee, Ariane Smith, and the rest of our 838 patrons for their generous support. If you love what we're doing, you want to get in on the action, head over to patreon.com slash universe today. This month, a team of astronomers from INAF Rome Astronomical Observatory and the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics published a paper in the journal Nature called Observations of the Missing Baryons in the Warm-Hop Intergalactic Medium. It was the announcement that they had finally turned up the last missing piece of regular matter in the universe. They used the European Space Agency's XMM-Newton Space Observatory to observe a distant quasar in X-ray wavelengths. Now, quasars, of course, are supermassive black holes at the hearts of galaxies which are actively feeding on material. The material piles up and emits enormous amounts of radiation which shines brightly in X-rays. They watched the quasar for a total of 18 days, the longest X-ray observation ever made of a quasar. And when they tallied up all the photons they'd collected, they found the telltale signature of oxygen atoms at two different locations along the line of sight. And what this means is that there were two separate clouds of oxygen heated to more than a million degrees Celsius that got in the way of their view to the quasar. 
And from this, the astronomers were able to calculate that these huge clouds of hot gas in intergalactic space more or less account for the final amount of missing mass in the universe. Case closed. Matter found. We now know what 5% of the universe is. Whew. Time to figure out what dark matter and dark energy are. Of course, you might be wondering how atoms of oxygen heated to more than a million degrees Celsius were found out in the vast, mostly empty gulfs between galaxies. And that's a really good question. And in fact, the researchers are planning to try to figure that out next. I guess the story isn't over yet. What do you think? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Once a week, I gather up all my space news into a single email newsletter and send it out. It's got pictures, brief highlights about the story, and links so that you can find out more. I even do a special question show just for people who follow the newsletter. Go to universetoday.com newsletter to sign up. All of my videos are also available in handy audio and video podcast format, so you can have our latest episodes show right up on your audio device. Go to universetoday.com audio or universetoday.com video to get the one you want, and I'll put the links in the show notes. And finally, here's the playlist.